today's episode is going to be very raw. I just got done with a coaching session that, to be honest, the coaching client blessed me probably more than I blessed her. Um, she's been through a lot of suffering in her life and the suffering has taught her some really deep things. And as we started our session, she kind of, there was a push and a pull in her. I could feel it about coaching in general. And, you know, luckily she was kind of self-aware enough to see that and articulate it. And as she articulated it to me, um, it brought to my awareness and some words, put some words to some things that I had been feeling about what I do as a coach. So I love coaching and coaching works and I love counseling and counseling works, but sometimes I don't love it y'all. And there are problems with it. Sometimes I have struggled with, <laughs> okay, first of all, we don't, you, you know, the, the inherent idea behind coaching is kind of living your best life or becoming your best self or reaching your full potential, self-actualization, living the perfect life. And as a Christian, we know that we're not promised that. Um, as someone who's suffered in life, I actually know that suffering has been really good for me, okay? I also know that even when I have tried to work on myself and fix myself, usually I am most deeply changed by God and time doing their mysterious work. So that puts me as a coach, y'all, <laughs> in a weird position. Okay, because do you hear what I just said? Like the whole idea, at least I think how the public perceives coaching. The whole idea of coaching is to fix yourself, to fix your life. And I can understand why mature Christians or people who... I can just understand where a lot of Christians push up against the whole idea, maybe even the whole idea of counseling, but for sure the whole idea of coaching because of all the things I just said. And let me quickly say them again. The Bible does not promise us all the best perfect life. That's, that's uh, the prosperity gospel and that's not true. The Bible does not promise us that we won't suffer the Bible talks about things like sanctification, which happens over time. The Bible talks uses words like redemption and transformation, which really are things that rely on God. They are how we grow and how we change and how our trust grows and how our fruits of the spirit grow. But when it comes to a word like redemption and restoration, those are God initiated and and only he has the power to do them. So that kind of means we're like at the mercy of God for quote unquote, our best self and our best life. We're at the mercy of God and at the pace of God. And even at the mercy of kind of suffering that he might allow into our life or difficulty in order to really become. Okay. And I know that, and I have known that from the moment I became a coach because I've experienced that in my own life. And yet, let me give you the other side of the coin here. I know that learning has changed me and helped me grow, right? So like, for example, um, 
when I did my master's degree and I studied, you know, I did my thesis on emotional intelligence. So like, as I studied emotional intelligence and became more aware and became more self-aware, I did grow. I did grow. Um, when I learned what some of my, uh, triggers quote unquote were like, why, why did I respond that way to that person? Why did I just get really short with my coworker? Why am I so mad at God about this? Digging in and learning the whys, which again is a lot of what happens in coaching and counseling helped me. Okay. So this is the push and pull that I constantly feel as a Christian life coach. There is a level of learning and knowledge that is joyful and our responsibility and feels really good. We can learn how to manage our schedule. (laughs) We can learn emotional intelligence. We can learn practical things to do to build our confidence. We can learn how to begin to sit in our emotions or process emotions so that we feel better and we're not as stressed. We can learn boundaries. We can learn how to take our thoughts captive and choose thoughts that make us feel better. And this is all stuff I teach and all stuff I you know help women with and all the stuff we work on in the Abundant Life Lab. But the pushback that my soul feels, and if you guys feel it as well, I'm sure you do feel it. I think the pushback we're feeling is, okay, but I'm not entitled to the perfect life, Rebecca. And sometimes suffering is good for me. And sometimes waiting is good for me. And when God is doing a thing, sometimes it's for us privately. Maybe I don't want to talk to anybody about it. Maybe I don't want to fix it. Maybe I don't want to rush this grief. Maybe I don't want to rush this suffering even. And to you, women, woman, I say, you don't need counseling or coaching. You don't. You know, it's one thing to say, I I want someone to kind of just hold space for me and help me put words, maybe bear witness to what God is doing in my life, maybe help me articulate what God is doing in my life. But please hear me and hear me now. Coaching, sometimes, sometimes coaching the way I do coaching. I'm sure all coaches don't operate this way. Sometimes coaching is let's fix a problem. Okay. You have a problem in your life. Let's fix it. And sometimes I, I believe, I know not sometimes I know that God has given us as Christians, the right, the power and the responsibility to fix some things in our life. But other times the way I coach can just be that we are sitting at the feet of Jesus together, watching him fix things on your behalf. Because there are things, sister, in you and in your marriage, in your parenting, maybe even in your friendships or in your relationships that only God can fix. Only God can fix. And if you don't have a friend or maybe a husband, or you just want a a place that like you can relax and let somebody observe that with you, that's part of what we do here too. And I have to say that out loud or else, you know, or else I feel like I'm not operating in truth. I'm not operating in authenticity. I mean, as a Christian life coach, 
my goal is not to help you live your best life. It's not. That would be a lie. The word best as defined by culture and society today, because I'm thinking about things like Oprah when she says your best life or Joel Olstein when he says your best life and their definition of best life is kind of that I feel really good all the time and health, wealth, happiness. Okay. I do want to help you live your best life. Um, but my definition of best is good. What is good for you? I believe that's God's definition. God is always for us and not against us. God is for our good. And sometimes the good is hard. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all sometimes. In fact, I can honestly tell you guys that the best good I've ever experienced has been the hardest. I'm not here as a coach to remove all difficulty from your life. I'm here to help you realize where you are creating difficulty in your life or where bad habits have created difficulty in your life or where wounds or bad thinking is creating difficulty in your life. But right alongside that as a Christian life coach, I'm here to help you see the difficulty in your life or the pain or the suffering that that is good for you that is maybe out of your control or perhaps from the Lord or maybe being allowed by God. And how can you use that to grow deeper with the Lord? How can we sit in that and learn how to be more sensitive to others, more aware of God's voice, more aware of God's goodness, more aware of the beauty around you? It's like, can I coach you through your suffering? Can I coach you through your pain? When it comes to coaching, I just have to say, I'm here to facilitate learning. That's my gifting. The good that you desire, sister, is a combination of all the above. It's a combination of working on the things that you can work on and learning to wait on God and learning how to go deeper with God and learning how to suffer well. It's all the things. It's all the things. That's the push and pull that I even feel sometimes when I tell people I'm a life coach. I'm not embarrassed to say I'm a Christian life coach. It work, Coaching works. But I, I almost feel like I have to give people this, this 15-minute explanation about, okay, <laughs> but coaching is not the modern belief uh, that we, or I don't coach. I don't coach from the perspective of the modern belief that we can fully fix ourselves because I hate to, I'm not going to use this episode as like a pitch to work with me, but if you're looking for some, somebody, that's how I work. Okay. That's how I work. What do you need? Where are you at? Is it practical? Is it spiritual? Is it deep? Look like God leads. Okay. And I help you put to words. That's one-on-one. But I, I want to, I've always struggled a little bit even trying to um, market, I guess you could say, the Abundant Life Lab. Because the Abundant Life Lab straddles all these fences that I just talked about as well. And how do you put that into words? You know, it's very hard to put into words like, okay, 
We are going to coach you on the practical stuff. I'm going to teach you guys things like time, time management, but also I'm going to help you move truth from your head to your heart. And I'm going to remind you guys constantly that only the presence of God transforms you and you need Jesus more than you need this program and you need Jesus more than you need me. So like, I don't know, <laughs> maybe I need to be just like pick a lane and make it simple and stick with it. But that's not who I am. And I don't, that's not what I'm called to do. I'm called, I'm really called to straddle this line between the practical and the super spiritual the super transcendent, the super natural, which is what God is. Okay. And to help you guys do it too. That's just, that's, that's what, who I am. That's how I work as a coach. It's what I believe. It's how I, it's what life is. Life is incredibly tactile. It's our body. It's what we see. It's right in front of us. And it's also incredibly and a hundred percent spiritual and what we can't see and the power of God that we can't control. So all that to say, those are the things I don't like about saying I'm a Christian life coach and in the areas that I don't think coaching works. <laughs> and also the really holy balance that I'm trying to find in I would say maybe mentoring people through the Abundant Life Lab. A really holy balance of let's work on ourselves and let's wait on God. Let's work on ourselves and do what we can do and also submit to God doing what only God can do. That is a delicate balance. It's a beautiful balance. It's a gentle balance. It's a lovely balance. And it's one I want to invite you into. And it's one I want to start a kind of a new movement, I guess you could say. <laughs> Meaning we're not religious, quote unquote, women who think it's all just pray about it. And we're not worldly women who think we can fix ourselves and, our, and satisfy our own deepest needs because we can't. But we live in the tension of the in-between. And we, we bring that tension to the feet of Jesus every day. And we bring our needs to Jesus every day. And we bring our hopes to Jesus and our hunger and our sickness and our desires and our dreams. And together we learn and we grow and, and we work on the things we can work on. And we rest. And we wait because man growth is so fun and, and, and working on the things we can work on is so exciting and learning and growth is when I feel the most alive, <laughs> but waiting on the Lord, suffering well, growing slowly, restraining my efforts is also when I feel the most alive or, or there's just something about it that feels the most peaceful, holy, productive do join the abundant life lab if you want to walk this tension with us um of working on what we can work on and trusting god deeper for our growth
like all at the same time. The um, registration or whatever is open right now. So the, the ability to sign up is open right now and it will only be open for about the next two weeks. So click on the link in the bio or the link in the show notes if you're interested. And if not, because you're not ready or because God is just doing his own thing in you right now and you don't need another voice and you don't need anything else, girl, mm, mm, I can just feel, I can just bear witness even in this moment to the fact that you don't need to work on anything. You just need to wait on the Lord and you don't need to say it to anybody and you don't need to define what God is doing in your heart or your life. There might come a moment that you want to, but how beautiful it is sometimes to just treasure up in our own heart what God is doing. When there's no words and to say, and there's no words to write, and there's no question to ask, and your prayers have gotten short but powerful. And when you've gotten to the point where you're just like, Lord, do your thing. Mm. I, I, I know some of you are in that place and I rejoice with you. I rejoice with you.